peace of our Lord be with you. The truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, yet Elijah was sent to none of them except a widow in Sidon. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of Elisha. None of them was healed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove Jesus out of the town, and led him to the edge of the hill on which their town was built so that they might throw Jesus off a cliff. As you might imagine, I'm living these days with the weekly awareness that I am very deep into my last turn through the common lectionary. But even so, even after all these years, I'm still as struck this time as I was the first time by how quickly the congregation in the synagogue went from being in favor of Jesus to being in rage at Jesus. And the whole thing turned on Jesus reminding the congregation in the synagogue that Elijah and Elisha drew the circle of God's welcome and blessing beyond the boundaries which their faith had placed around God. Just being reminded of the fact that Elijah and Elisha had drawn the circle of God's blessing and welcome larger than the boundaries which their tradition and religion and faith had placed around God made the congregation so angry at Jesus that they took him to the nearest cliff hoping to throw him to his death calls to mind for me that unforgettable verse of W.H. Auden's, we would rather be ruined than change. We would rather die in our dread than climb the cross of the moment and let our illusions die. which seems perhaps to have been the case with this congregation in this morning's gospel lesson. As Autumn said, they would rather be ruined than change. 
They would rather die in their dread of outsiders than climb the cross of the moment and let their illusion of exclusion die. All of which I sort of understand. I cannot speak for you, but I think I know a little bit of how they felt. I know how it feels to be fearful of and angry about new light on old truth. You think you've got everything nailed down. You assume that your boundaries are God's boundaries. That what bothers and offends you bothers and offends God. And that the limits of your religion are the limits of God's reach. And then, through some new voice or friend, or by the dizzying push of the Holy Spirit's wind, you see new light on old truth. And the first thing it makes you is afraid. And the next thing it makes you is angry. As Flannery O'Connor once famously said, the truth will make you free, but before it makes you free, it will make you mad. <laughs> Indeed. Such was the case in this morning's gospel lesson. And such is the case for many of us. We grow up believing that God is obligated to operate only within the boundaries which we have established for God. And when we see new light on that old truth, it makes us so afraid that like the congregation in today's gospel lesson, we become angry at whoever it was who showed us the new light on the old truth. Eventually, after a lifetime of believing, as Richard Rohr says, that God is as threatened by differences as we are, we come to realize that God's boundaries are not our boundaries, and that our job is to stretch our embrace to match God's, not to shrink God's embrace to match ours. And it all always starts where the story started in today's gospel lesson. Remember how the story started in this morning's reading from Luke. Remember where all that trouble started? All that trouble started with three little words at the beginning of verse 25 where Jesus said to the congregation in the synagogue, 
the truth is. The truth is. That's where it all begins. The truth is. The love and welcome of God have no limit. As Paul says in today's epistle lesson, love never ends. Love never ends. Love moves the way Jesus moves. In the last verse of today's gospel lesson, remember what happened when the people got Jesus to the cliff? They had a hold of him, didn't they? And they were about to throw him off the cliff, the Bible says. And then, Somehow or another, Jesus slipped away. Just slipped through the midst of them, the Bible says. Just slipped away and just kept on going. Went on his way, the Bible says. Just kept on going and moving. And love him. Because love never ends. We can resist love. Or reject love. We can doubt love or hate love. We can throw it off a cliff. Nail it to a cross. Seal it in a tomb, corral it in a creed, trap it in a doctrine, confine it to a religion. But like Jesus in the last verse of today's gospel lesson, love will somehow always slip away, keep on going, moving. And loving. So, of course, eventually, ultimately, of course, somewhere, somehow, some way, someday, of course, love always wins. Because love. Never.